Google the mod needs to update Skype to participate in this chat. Do I? Yeah, yeah, that might be true. Don't believe it. All right. Hello? Hey. Is that Fredericks? Hello? Okay, me? It's combobulated. It's Dougald. Oh! 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 Well, they've been pretty good to us. Hey, we didn't talk at all about the LIBOR scandal. I know it's a little while ago, but... I was reading an older uh, copy of the week. Fredericks is broadcasting from the bottom of a well. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and did you like my abused puppet icon, Dougal? I was thinking of you. Wait, I don't know if I can see it. Hold on. Okay. Well, if I talk, it should come up and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's actually quite a lot what it looked like. It was more of a soft monkey, though. Okay, but it's close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I know you've got your mixed feelings about puppets in general. I actually find them to be super funny, but they're just, but they're even funnier when you when you pick on them. Yes, and it's one of the few groups that we can pick. It's true. Because <laughs> you don't want to be mean to Canadians. Oh, some of them deserve it. <clears throat> I just heard that your guys' medium in median income has surpassed the United States. Yeah, yeah, that might be true. Don't believe it. But uh, I don't know why or how. I, because your point one of the one percent are not as greedy, I suspect. Uh, some of them are. Well, then you don't have as many, then. That is true. We don't. Nowhere near as many. Well, that works out. That was yeah. the thing with that Ayn Rand novel where she talked about all the wealthy people leaving. I said, oh, that would be fantastic. Is it the... Uh, the Bur hasn't Burger King uh, moved their operations to Canada? It's not official, actually. <clears throat> the funny thing is that actually that actually has to be approved by the Queen, not by the Queen, but by the government. But it's actually but but they're owned by the thing is Burger King is actually owned by a Brazilian by a Brazilian investment fund. Mm -hmm. I thought they were I thought they were American too. Yeah, people are a bit up in arms. About so it. their money really doesn't come to the United States, anyways. No. No. And I, I, I'm confused. We're all getting screwed. Uh, is, is, are, are the taxes in Canada lower? I, the the corporate taxes are are, uh, yeah, over the last like 20 years they were cut in half or something ridiculous. Well, because in the United States, if you pay them. It's in the 35% range, I understand. Yeah, and here it's 15. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So that could turn out, for a company as large as them, that could turn out to be a billion a year or something. Well, they're supposed to, like, 12 billion or something like that. Mm -hmm. But yeah. the thing is, is that they're not... Now they do... Go ahead, I'm sorry. It doesn't really make it... It, like, it, it isn't really a huge benefit for... Because all the same Burger King's headquarters are still going to be in Miami or in Florida. They're going to buy Tim Hortons, right? Which Tim Hortons is yeah. this great, great Canadian brand or whatever. Is it good food? 
No, it's terrible. Oh, it's horrible. Okay. It's horrible coffee. All their donuts and everything are cooked in a single factory in Ontario and shipped across. They're just they're maple glazed bullshit. They have really good. Um, They've good advertising. That's all. Oh well, that's sometimes all it takes. Yep. And yeah, so it's but it's being seen as this big deal. It is like it's I don't it's crappy for the states. It's 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 crappy for the states because you lose uh, revenue. We don't actually gain anything. We're probably gonna have a bunch of people are probably gonna be fired here. Oh yeah. And, but all the and all the profits will just go to some to some four Brazilian guys who are the richest people, some of the richest people in the world. Mm. Mm. So I, I realize that the the Koch brothers, if you add up their <clears throat> if you add up their net worth, um, and treat them as a single person, <laughs> it, it, they would be the richest person in the world. Which, uh, what the three Coke brothers? No, the the two. Uh, the Florida one. has a Coke brother too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's one. Bill, who, I think. But but I, I don't think he's anywhere near as rich as no. the other guys. I mean, he's just like a, you know, Most probably has like million. two billion dollars or something. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. <clears throat> Poverty level. Yeah. Like compared to Koch brothers, they're, they're like 40-something billion each. Charles and David? I think they're more. Some of them are more. It's not quite the same. And if you put those two together, you said as one person, they would what? Um, well, 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 they're richer than the, uh, the richest person in the world. I think the same thing almost happens when you put together the, uh, the Waltons or the Waltons, yeah. Yeah, because there's yeah. five of them, the last I heard, in the top ten. Yeah, I don't. But but do they work in concert as much as the Pope brothers do? I don't know. To keep down their workers' wages and not give them benefits, I would say yes, definitely. Yeah. But in concert, as far as politically, I don't know. I I think they're not as, uh, you know, demonstrative or at least not as public in their influence. They're more like the Rockefellers, you know. Yeah, they're not. <laughs> They're not the crazy, they don't push crazy libertarian ideas like the Koch brothers always did. There's somebody's written a really good book, or apparently it's a good book about them that's interesting, but I haven't read the whole thing, but the story of how they, like they made all their money because their father, uh, I don't remember his name, he invented, he invented some new way of making oil or, or cracking or refining oil. Yeah. And like he was a talented chemist. Then when he tried to sell it to oil companies or use it, the existing oil companies in Texas all worked together to block him. Mm -hmm. So he went to the Soviet Union and built 15 different refineries, 15 refineries for Stalin. That was Fred Koch. Fred Koch. And that's how, that's how they made their money. Did, did you read the, I read that. he made his nut. I, I, by, I, from Stalin, and then then when Stalin, something happened, and Stalin started murdering. Well, I mean, Stalin was always murdering people, but he was doing that. At he got a little murder. more murdering than usual. Well, I think he started murdering some of Cook's uh, uh, business colleagues and people he worked with and stuff like that, and that's oh, what. He said, "I gotta get out of here." Then. 
Yeah, but he literally he literally helped fuel Stalin's five-year plan in the 1930s. And, and then he be, he became a. Um, and then he founded the John Birch Society. Yeah, and was yeah, all the John Birch Society. Did, did you read the did, did you read the excerpt where he had his uh, kids, you know, when they were like eight, nine, you know, fight each other? Like had no, these brutal, no, I didn't hear. I heard about that though. <laughs> it had these like brutal fights in the in the Coke uh, mansion. Just, I know uh, brothers who did that without having even to be forced. Which brothers? Oh, just friends of mine, people I know. Oh, okay. Whenever you get like three or four yeah. brothers in one family, it, it, things start to get out of hand. I, I mean, I, I, I think weapons might have been involved too. I, I don't really remember exactly what the details were, but. It, it seemed like he had them just have these like UFC style fights in his uh, in like his those fights. He seems like he seems like, like the guy's sabers at dawn kind of guy, you know? Or that thing where each guy gets a they each get a knife in the right hand and their their two left hands are tied together so they can't get away oh. from each other. There you go. Like, yeah, I, I didn't find that like very disturbing, and it kind of if I mean if it's true, it, it kind of makes a lot of sense. I mean, I mean the, the, their present um, preoccupations make a lot of sense. So we haven't heard from Mike yet. Is he talking or is he eating? Yeah, watching the Mets game. Eating, I'm watching the Mets game. <laughs> okay, okay, good. And, and doing my laundry. Holy cow, and I thought I had a lot going on. I'm wow. listening to the other room. Okay. Uh, talking about those rich guys. You enjoying that rich guy talk? Yeah, I like rich guy talk. I like rich guy knife fight talks. Those are always good. <laughs> Let's look at the Forbes uh, 500 and see how much richer they be um, than the richest person in the world if their um, fortunes were combined. Well, what if you took, like, I don't know, Bill Gates and George Soros, or are those guys not even in the neighborhood? No, Bill Gates is still up there. Bill Gates is worth about $70 billion or something. Yeah, yeah, I, I think he's probably the second richest. And, uh, and Soros is down around 12. He's not as, he's not as quite the wheel you might think he is. Uh, well, and he's been, get, he's been giving away a lot of his money, I understand. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of talk about, uh, you know, among conservatives about Soros influencing politics, but I really never hear about him donating, you know, large amounts of money to. I mean, maybe he does it for presidential. Well, I think he does, but it's not. But he's sort of just a. He's like, he's a bug. You know, what am I trying to say? He's it's not a humbug, a boogeyman. Right, but he doesn't actually give yeah. anything on 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 the level of what a lot of uh, conservative donors gave. Okay, like, so you know, but he's the only one. He's, I don't think he was giving a hundred million. He wasn't handing out like a hundred million dollars like some people were. But he's the only one that the Democrats have that is in that kind of. Well, yeah, I don't know. Bill Gates, I assume, is a Republican. Um, I don't know about that. I think he's vaguely nonpartisan. I think he's just one of those guys who has to get along with anybody. So. Like a Bloomberg conservative? Yeah, I, I mean, he's for charter schools, but uh, yeah. I don't really know about any of his other political opinions. Oh, okay, I'm, I'm looking at the list now. Charles Koch and David Koch are worth $40 billion each. 
and Bill Gates is the richest person, um, and he has uh, seventy-six billion dollars. Okay. So he'd be so they'd be four billion dollars richer than yeah Bill Gates. Yeah. But you added two guys together, so that doesn't really count. Well, I mean, I mean, considering that they work in, you know, they're basically, you know, connected at the head. Well, their father had that done, right? <laughs> <laughs> like a, like a uh, Dead Ringers sort of thing. I don't know. I didn't see Dead Ringers, but it could be. Oh, you have to see Dead Ringers. No. I don't see George Soros on here. Let me say. He's only, oh, he's, he, he's 20, he's number nine. He's number 26. Um, so only like the top five count, right? Forget about yeah, this. We're not talking about Bloomberg, billionaires, so. though. Yeah, I didn't realize Bloomberg was so high. I, I, well, anyways, yes, let me go back to that. That The Bloomberg and the Gates, the vibe I get from both of those guys is there's a certain... It appears more generous and liberal, but there's a paternalism there. The uh, I'm successful, I know better, so just listen and do what I say. Yeah, there's a lot of that. Well, if, if he's rich, if he's rich, he must be smart. Right. If he's really rich, he must be really smart. Yeah. About everything, and not just about the one thing that Made they actually do know anything about. Yeah, I mean, Bill Gates does mostly does stuff in Africa. Um, he, he's behind the whole Common Core thing and stuff. Oh, is he? I didn't yeah. Know. Yeah, he's done. He's done his his educational stuff. From what I've heard, is a bit is he actually based this one thing on? There's a thing they used to do at Microsoft called stack ranking, which is you t take a yeah. team of ten people and they fire the bottom two and promote the top one at the top. And I can't remember nothing much would happen. It was like the just like Glen Gary Glenn Ross, right? Yeah. And, and it was terrible. It was, and he was wanted, they wanted to bring in the same thing for uh, for teachers. But it, the whole thing is that it was actually supposed to be one of the, the worst things for Microsoft. The stuff where he is really good is stuff like water and clean water and vaccinations. And well, and even with the water, I worry about that because the Carlisle Group is making all kinds of maneuvers on that stuff. Because they know that clean water is going to be at a premium soon. I think I, I, think I already mentioned that about them building the... Uh, rest areas in Connecticut without outdoor water fountains. And they've been doing investments, I believe, in Central America, trying to get wells and things. Did I ever tell you about my cousin who's a right-hand man to uh, Bill Gates? No. No. Never. No. Yeah, my cousin, he's the star of our family. And, you know, he was a doctor, straight A's all the way through med school. And, uh, then he went into research, and now he's like uh, Bill Gates, like right-hand man for, uh, you know, medical research. Uh, he did a lot of stuff for AIDS. He was in uh, Thailand for a long time. And he's What's been his name? His name is uh, Christopher Elias, E-L-I-A-S. So he must send great Christmas presents, huh? Well, actually, you know, I saw him. He came. I saw him a couple years ago. You know what? When, when he was younger, 
you know, he was he was older than me. Uh-huh. And, uh, and now he's not anymore? That's what I thought yeah. was interesting. Still older than me. But, uh, you know, when you're a kid, you know, he was a little above me, like maybe three years, I think. And, oh, okay, yeah. And I think I talked about this where we had this exchange program where during the summer we got shipped up to Jersey City. This is where he lived. He, he grew up in Jersey City. Mm-hmm. And uh, they got shipped shipped down to Howell. The whole family? All the kids? Well, not always. I don't think Chris ever went down there. But so I'd be up in Jersey City hanging out with Chris. Oh. And we, you know, we'd be riding around. You know, it was like a big thrill to ride from Jersey. We, you know, I felt like, oh wow, we're we're riding from Bayonne, we're Jersey City, all the way down to Bayonne. Like, but it's only a couple of miles. How old were you? I don't know. I guess about 13, 12, okay, 13. And he was like sixteen then. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you know, he'd tell these stories about his. Fr- well, one of his friends on the block, his name was Bobby. And, you know, he was a Puerto Rican guy. And he was getting into all sorts of problems. And they'd be talking about knife fights and all this stuff. And, you know, it was kind of exciting to a, a young kid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I want to be part of that. <laughs> but anyway, you know, so, yeah, he, he was just the shooting star. I mean, academically, you know, he got, he got uh, like, uh, you know, a scholarship to Creighton University. And uh, he went straight through there and... I don't, yeah, I don't know if they have a medical school there. I'm, I'm sort of blanking out where he went to medical school. But, you know, he was always the top of his class. And, you know, his aunt would show me, you know, like, get his uh, MCAT, you know, the medical exam thing. And he, he finished in, like, top percentile and, and all this stuff. See this, but, Michael? What did you do it? What did yeah, you do it? No, 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 that's why, you know. With him in the family, it's like everybody else is an underachiever, you know. <laughs> but every once in a while, you'd see, you'd see him on television, you know, Bill Gates talking about different things he's doing around the world, and he, you know, my my cousin will be right next to him, you know. If you, if you go on, maybe if you do like searches of Bill Gates, you'll see like round tables, and he'll, he'll usually be sitting there. He's got red hair, he's bald, he's had beards sometimes, sometimes not. When was the last time you saw him? Well, I saw him, he, he actually came after his, uh, you know, his father died first. He had a attack, died suddenly. And then his Uh-oh. mother passed away. She, you know, went through uh, sort of a little thing with, like, Alzheimer's. And then she finally died. And then they had, like, a, uh, you know, the, his family mostly lives down in uh, Virginia and North Carolina now. Um, and he lives out, well, of course, he lives out in Seattle, out that way, you know. Um, so uh, they had a little bit of a reunion. They all came to Bayonne because that's where most of my aunt's family is from. And so we had a little get together at masses, actually. You know, I was bartending, and you know, uh, it was a good time. You know, and uh, you know, I, I didn't get to speak to him that much, but um, you know, he gave me a hundred dollar tip. That was nice. You know. Wow. <laughs> Uh, but, you know, it was funny because, you know, when he was younger, you know, he always had a, a good sense of humor. I, I remember him, he, he got me to read, although I didn't quite enjoy him as much as he did. Uh, J.P. Dunleavy, is that his name? The Irish writer? Yeah. He wrote Ginger Man. Is that, am I saying his name correctly? I don't know, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. 
Yeah. He, he really liked him. And, you know, he, he, back then, you know, he was really kind of fun to talk to. But as he got older, he just got very serious, you know. Oh, and, man. you know, he, he sort of, well, I guess because of what he's seen around the world, he wasn't, he wasn't in seeing, like, you know, he, was a, he wasn't in fun places and seeing fun things. Oh. But uh, I always felt bad that, like, his humor, so he sort of lost his humor as he got older. He was a fun guy when he was young. A friend of mine lived out in Seattle, moved out to Seattle, and he was he used to be a diver. He used to be a competitive diver, and he heard that uh, Bill Gates had a, uh, I don't know, like a, a trampoline in his house or like a room with a bunch of trampolines in his house. Give Bill Gates trampoline lessons. <laughs> and he actually <laughs> shouted at him. Hey, if you ever want trampoline lessons? He was, uh, he was an odd one, that one. Your ankle, your hair caught in the springs. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bouncing. Okay. So, Fredericks, I listened to that uh, the band um, you recommend. Is Fredericks there? <laughs> I, <guess not. laughs> yeah. I have to go get my clothes out of the driver, uh, dryer. I'll be back in a little bit. <laughs> I did want to get Dougal's input on the the LIBOR scandal and what's what's come of that. I haven't, you know what? I haven't heard anything about it lately. That's what bugs me about these things. Well, what happens is often so they just they've just been pleading out to everything as far as I can tell. They just been what? They just plead out to everything. Like nobody, everybody, people should be going to jail for these things, but one of the things I think. Well, they agree to co cooperate or something? And... Well, often what happens is that I, they're, because there are corruption, there are like anti-corruption laws that get triggered by a conviction. So <laughs> nobody actually wants to deal with the very serious consequences of what would happen. Like if you're a bank, right? If you're, if you're a bank where people are committing crimes, right. like money, money laundering for, for Iran or... Drug Mexican, dr Mexican drug cartels or whatever. Yeah. It's supposed that is supposed to block you or ban you from doing business with the U.S. government, right? Which basically closes you out of the world market. Yeah, and the thing is, is that people just go, "Well, that's it, it, it's crazy." That's sort of what needs to happen, is that it, it that they so nobody goes to jail at all. Right. They, it, they it, just pay it. It's crazy. Right. And if we really did make it so that those people are out of the market, we would start eliminating the corruption. Yes. By, by keeping them in there just just keeps exacerbating the corruption. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it, it's like if you don't bother to punish it, it just sends the message to whoever the next person is. Mm -hmm. You know that it's just going to cost some money. So that it literally, if you're, I mean, yeah, no, it, it's it's really terrible. Apparently, it had been going on for 30 years, though. Yeah, and it was all—it was only a small percentage, but because of the volume of money that was being transferred. Well, it was like a fundamental interest rate for the entire planet. Yeah. <laughs> so you could do like 0.12%, and it would totally change things, and people would suddenly have a billion more dollars in their account and stuff. Yeah. Or, and it would cost, but it... I mean, one of the things that they're, like, if it affected 
it affected like American cities, right? If you're an American city floating bonds to pay for your bridge, yeah, it, it was costing them hundreds of millions or billions of dollars more than than they needed to. <sighs> well, the guy's name in this article from 2013, who had been charged by British authorities, Tom Hayes was his, is his name, maybe was, and they called him the Rain Man because they saw him as brainy but socially awkward. <laughs> See, I have a friend of mine from here who actually went, and he was an investment banker, worked in New York for a while, and then worked in London for a while. And I'm convinced he has a hand in all of this, <laughs> in ruining the world economy. No kidding. I'm sure of it. Did you know? Did, did you I, I bugged him about it. Another friend of mine worked as a, just as a reporter for Bloomberg in London when it was really busy in the late... Like in 1999, I guess, 1999, 2000. Mm -hmm. And they had a, a year-end party, and the theme was the seven deadly sins. They had so much money that they renovated an empty building. Like, oh. they had to wire it. They had, and each room was dedicated to a deadly sin. Oh, man. Where they, and they, like, there was a, a room for gluttony, where they had somebody making, they had people making fresh sausage, and each room was dead, and they had hired... Well, you, 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 know, you know which room everyone was having. Uh, yes, Lust. I can't remember what was happening in Lust, actually. It was like... A, I think that's where they were making the sausage. it was a burlesque. Um, or he was... And there was gambling. What are all the other ones? I can't remember what anger was. So there was a casino, and for... And for gluttony, they they were making fresh sausage, and they paid actors just to sit there, big big fat actors to sit there and eat sausage. Oh man! Yeah, and I can't remember what the other ones were. Envy. He hated it though. He envy. Like, what, are, what are they? Anger, lust, pride. Oh, pride. I mean, I mean, what, what would anger and envy, the anger and envy rooms be? I can't remember. Yeah, but but for pride, for pride, they had people who just when you walked in, they just fl started flattering you. <laughs> they they paid actors to to tell you how smart and good looking and funny you were. So, so when anger, I imagine you, you can go sloth. in. So there was sloth. That was just a big room filled with couches and people lying around. Ah, that 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 one sucks. Yeah. I guess for Envy, they just projected Bloomberg's, like, tax info on the wall, you know? Mm -hmm. Everybody could see how much he was worth. It's the Envy room. Anger would be like a... Uh, no. Maybe that they, they might have had boxing there, where you could fight people. Poor people, uh, you know, videos of poor people uh, getting a fair wage. That would piss them off. <laughs> so I guess uh, Hayes is still being uh, prosecuted, Tom Hayes. He and 13 employees were working on that LIBOR rate manipulation. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the... What is going on in the background there? Hey, Dougal's got kids. Oh, I thought it was you, Frederick. No, things are quiet around here today. I haven't even played my machine yet. Here we go. <laughs> My sound machine. Pretty loud. Oh, okay, I'll move it over here. 
You know what, some of it, it was, it's, it's been a thing where some of it was, some of them were dismissed, some of the cases were dismissed. Oh, but that was in America, that was in, in the States, I'm not sure what's happening, because they must be going through in England as well. Yeah, because in the U.S., UBS, a British bank? Is that, is that Bank of Scotland? I don't know. I did hear an interesting story about them talking about uh, seceding from the United Kingdom. The Scottish. Yeah, they're having a referendum. I don't think it would really be a good idea overall, from what I heard. Although they said they'd take a third of the land or something. That really surprised me. Yeah, and I think they have access to a lot of oil and stuff, too. Oh, well, they can do a Crimea then, huh? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so Stan, that's getting more exciting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, just a bit. Um, just keeps getting uglier. World um, War Three? I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know. There's enough going on generally, I mean, with ISIS and everything, that become start combining regional conflicts, potentially. Mm. Could be, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, well, it's not getting any better. Sorry, go ahead. I mean, I, well, I don't know. Do, do any of the superpowers... Oh, God. Oh, God. Hey, fix your voice modulator. Okay. Go on. Yeah. Okay, I, I think I talked... No, no, actually, I can't. Nope. Nope. All you gotta do is turn down your speakers, I think. I don't have it. I'm, I'm, I have headphones on. <laughs> Well, stick some cotton in your ears. <laughs> okay. Yeah, see? It worked. Well, well, don't all the superpowers dislike ISIS? Well, all the, I mean, I, I guess you, the U.S. is only, is technically the only superpower, but U.S., China, and Russia, I mean, I mean, do any of them really support ISIS? No, I would say no. Even a bunch of the, even a lot of the Islamic states don't. I already know. They, they see them as a threat, right? They see them as, a, although it's it's sort of hard to say. There's this guy who writes for, called the War Nerd, who basically says that what's happened is that ISIS has seized a bunch of territory. There's, in many ways, like traditionally, like Iraq always sort of should have been three countries with Kurds yeah, in the north and right. somebody in the south and somebody in the middle. So it's mm -hmm. sort of, this is, the, the, the territory they've taken is sort of the area roughly that their ethnic group, that their particular ethnic and, and religious group Tribal. occupied traditionally, right? Yep. And, it, and they're not even that big. The thing is, they don't have, like, they're only about seven or 8,000 people. Um, they have good financing. They have really good financing and they're super, and they have some really well, and some really experienced fighters. Yes, and some psychopaths. Yeah. So that, yeah. that works Some too. psychopathic. Well, a bunch of them are like Chechen fighters who spent years fighting the Russians, so they're really experienced and totally ruthless. Um, and that's sort of the weird thing about that entire area is that it's just been, 
there is like Syria isn't a country anymore, really, and Iraq isn't a country anymore, and Libya is not really a country. Like there aren't any functioning governments in it. Any one of those three countries. Well, what, what about the um, those false dividing lines? Are just what, what about what about the what about the dictator of Syria? He's, he's no longer. Well, he is, but he's not really. But it's not really a functioning country, right? Assad. And, yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. He, he's he isn't he is in charge. Like he's in charge of his area in a way that no one is really in charge in Iraq and Libya is a, a big mess. Um, but part of it is that. Egypt and, but Egypt and Saudi Arabia, the people who, people in charge of those countries, they don't want any of this stuff spreading to where they are. Yeah. So they don't, they have no interest in supporting ISIS. And Iran has a small interest in it. I thought Iran was against ISIS. Well, I think they like the instability. Yeah, but what, what if it spreads to their country? Well, that's true, and I think that is a genuine concern. <clears throat> but yeah, I guess you're right, because I heard that we were even talking about doing some joint intelligence work with, the <laughs> with Iran, I know. Well, with Iran and Syria. And yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. No, Dan Carlin says we got to just stop trying to... We, it all started because we tried to force our artificial lines on a tribal region, and then we tried to set it up like it's, you know, a, a American city or something, and you can make neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah, I think there's some degree. I mean, people like, there's that idea that people always want to say, well, it's because whatever empire went in there and carved up the divisions, and that's what started all the fights. But those fights, those people will... It doesn't really matter. Right, long <laughs> people have been before, fighting there for people have been fighting there for four hundred years. Or before longer. There were, yeah. Right. I mean, you can go back to the Crusades if you want, but there has been continual fighting and back and forth between different parts of uh, you know different Muslim sects, and it doesn't take or even no, it just goes on and on, <laughs> like. I don't know. I'm not quite sure what. I'm not always sure what people are fighting over. I think but. that's the way God wants it. Oh, okay. <laughs> you read the Bible. Well, if if you follow the Gnostic Bible, Mike, they say that those people are worshiping the wrong god. They're worshiping an evil god, and that there is another god, a higher god, a kinder god. But people are following the bad one. And that explains why people can do so many terrible things. And it's the Abrahamic God. He's wrong. That, that's not the right one to follow. And that's why he's so hung up in the Ten Commandments about worshiping no other God. You might want to check that out. Yeah, Elaine Pagel's book? Yeah. I read that a long time ago. Hey, by the way, your voices carry very quite well. I, I could hear you guys all the way down in the basement where I do my laundry. <laughs> Thing about the Ten Commandments, I I read a, did some Bible. I tried to read a bit of the Bible a long time ago too. And the thing about the after the Ten Commandments is that there's like three pages of fine print. Yeah. So people go, oh, you know, it's thou shalt not kill. But then it lays out all the ways in which you are supposed, when you are supposed to kill people, including, yeah, including if things are well, and if people don't. Kill people, kill people. And God Follow says the Ten Commandments. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, yeah, and, and he says, kill people. Kill people. And God says he'll just kill. It's clear that he's only referring, that he's only referring to the, the specific group of people he's talking to, because he also says he'll he'll kill, kill people who don't believe in him or who don't follow him for them. Because he's them. an evil God. Kill people. And then Jesus would come on and be like... Evil, tempestuous. The, the, the PR... He's a jealous God. He says it right up front. Yes, he does. He also yeah. says he'll wipe out entire he, he cities. He knows himself. Yes. That's, well, that's a sign of maturity, I guess. It is. Yeah, he is who he is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I could hear the I could hear the capitalization in that sentence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I um you know, I, yeah, and there are all those you know people focus on the Ten Commandments, but then there are all those other rules. Yeah, that, like uh, in Leviticus. Yeah. About uh, w what to do when your um, child, when your servant is this, when your your slave or or servant is disobedient and. Um, and the number one rule is you have to be circumcised. Whoa. Yeah. That's how you join a club. Kind of like a biker gang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I guess it's, uh, yeah, if, if you don't like someone, um, if you don't like a group of people, you, you, you can tell them, oh, you can join us if you're circumcised. And then when they're Bring them into the tent, yeah. And when you're, they're recovering, you can go and slaughter them. God told them how to do that, right? Yeah. Any scientific, any scientific people amongst us tonight? I would like somebody to explain how $7 in bills can travel to, through the washing machine and the dryer and then sort of be waiting for you when you open a dryer door. How does that happen? Randomness. No, it's happened before. Part of it Centrifugal is force. and paper yeah. is probably lighter than the wet cloth. Okay, so yeah, it would float to the top. Uh -huh. If it was coins, I bet they'd be on the bottom. No, I had there was a dime sitting on a ledge too. Well, that's just magic. <laughs> <laughs> I have one of those uh, lint co collectors right in like a little well, right in the uh, door inside the door. You yeah. see those? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have one of those. Yeah. So the the money was in the in the well. The dime was teetering, you know, on the edge of it. Just waiting for me to pick it up. Wow. You should check and see if there's any more money in there. So you got so much money that you can just forget about it and wash it, huh? Well, it's, it's you know, when I'm bartending, you know, the money's shifting around in pockets. Yeah, no, I understand. And I'll stick it in the shirt pocket sometimes, and I forget it's in there. Right. Mike, were you, were you at masses either yesterday or today? No. I was, I, I was, I was wondering if there were any um, conversations about the nude, uh, the celeb nudes leak. No, that's, as, uh, that, that's sort of, that type of news is not really news at masses. They, they're not yeah. into, like, yeah, like celebrity stuff. That, that doesn't really fly unless it's really kind of... Lurid? Really lurid, yeah. Well, I, I read that one of the videos was uh, a, a, a girl from uh, Downton Abbey 
Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I imagine, you know, bringing that up in masses. Are you guys watching Downton Abbey? Yeah, you know? Well, I mean, well she, she licks someone in this. Uh, oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> I don't even know her name. I have no idea. She was the one most vocal on Twitter, and then I guess people were giving her shit on Twitter. And she <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't have chosen a better word, buddy. <laughs> she, she, folded, she folded her tent and went, went home. Uh, How long yeah. do you think it... My, so my, my, my manager returned after two weeks in Hawaii. You oh, she's she, back? Yeah. You think she'd be, like, relaxed, you know, as soon as she gets back into the office? Within a, within a half hour, she accused me of creating angst. Angst? Angst, yeah. Angst. Whoa! Can you put <laughs> that be, in a complaint? I'm being a loose cannon. <laughs> <laughs> While she was gone? Yeah. Uh-oh. Because there was this one project that had to do things out of order in order to uh, keep it on schedule. And, and that created angst in her. Oh, that while I, she was on vacation. Yeah, yeah. She was sitting back there going... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what I'm up against. Wow. So angst and a loose cannon, but that loose cannon probably is referencing the same thing. Yeah. But you got the job done. I did get the job, but that's it. I'll never get credit for anything. You know? oh. Well, well I, I threw it back in her in her face because, you know, all, all leading up to her vacation, she kept, like, you know, trying to, like, put the pressure on me. She said, you know, you, you're going to have to step up to the plate. Well, so, right, right. So when she, when she accused me of creating angst, I said, I stepped up to the plate. <laughs> well, and that is absolutely the truth. No, e either way, I would have got in trouble. That's the thing, you know. If if, if right, I, just if by I, stepping up to the plate, plate created the angst. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You're supposed to say, "Oh no, I really can't do that. You better not go on vacation." Yeah, I I, I think I threw stepping up to the plate in her face a couple times. <laughs> Don't overdo it. <laughs> good for you. And I I should have asked her if she really knows what the definition of angst is. <laughs> What do you think she really meant? Anxiety? Well, yeah, she's just so, you know, she's just too much. You know, today, you know, I got a report. I told you how I have to announce when I'm going out to lunch. And, and my lunch hour, I, you know, it's, I'm not loose with the lunch hour. It has to be 1230 to 1.30. And half the time, I, I can't make it out by 1230 because I'm doing work, you know. I'm mm -hmm. to so today I go out uh, about 1245. I said, I'll be back at 1.30. So then I send her an email that I'm back at 1.33. And she said, well, you didn't make it back. You know, it's like, what? You know, is that a joke? You know, it's like, I, I when she makes those types of things, I, I just leave them, you know? Right. It's not even worth a response. But, I, you know, is she baiting me? I don't know. You know, I can't tell where she's coming at with some of this stuff. I, so guess, I guess angst wasn't that bad a word, Mike. Well, I think she calmed down when she realized that I did exactly what she specified in her instructions to me for the weeks. Just not in order. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, all, she, all she put down in her instruction was that this project was supposed to be ready to go to the printer when she got back. It's ready to go to the printer when she got back. You're and good. It, and if I didn't do what I did, it wouldn't have been ready because mm -hmm. the, the, the editor of this newsletter, he's on vacation until the 6th. So he's out of reach. So it wouldn't have happened. So I made it happen, and, and I still get bold, you know, I get shit for it, you know. Right.
but according to my definition here, the informal definition, a feeling of persistent worry about something trivial. So maybe if she's using it that way, she realizes that her concerns were trivial. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. She, she could have used disquietude. <laughs> well, I was thinking, I think what's his name? Kierkegaard uses, uses the word angst quite a bit. Uh, so maybe I was, maybe I was, that's I was what she was reading on vacation. What's that? <laughs> maybe she was reading some on vacation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> suffering yeah, the original death. German. A little, a little suffering unto death and fear and trembling. Well, Kierkegaard's not German, right? He's, uh, I think he was Swedish or something. Yeah, he's yeah. Swedish. I think. I don't know. He's a dirty Swede. I don't know. I don't know. Somebody look him up. Somebody look him up. Mike's putting blankets on things? No. Oh, I'm sweating it that tonight, boy. Oh, is it hot again up there? Oh, it's real hot. This is like maybe the hottest week of the summer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's really hot. It's been really hot down here, too. Humid. I actually put the air conditioner for the first time on tonight. Well, good for you. Well, I, I guess maybe not. Why not? Because it costs money. I, I, yeah. I have to run three of them for my apartment, so. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just using it in the bedroom. And, I'm, yeah. and unfortunately, it's like right on top of my bed, so it kind of cools things off, but then it's noisy and right next to the bed. <laughs> so what, what, what was the high today, Mike? I mean, it was, in the, I mean, it was only in the 90s, but I mean, it was just very humid. Very humid. How are the Mets doing? I think they were winning. But but how have they been doing like in the no, season? They're doing terrible. I mean, they're not going anywhere, you know. I mean, they're they're not going to make the playoffs. The Yankees may not make the playoffs the way they're playing. Well, some have some mic. The mic fade away. The walking, the walking away from the mic routine. Yeah, that really messes it up. <laughs> <laughs> Say ninety-two. Uh, ninety-three, but eighty percent humidity puts you in the heat index of hundred and twenty-one. And that's in the danger. That's in the orange danger area. Here's another scientific question for you guys. Go ahead. <laughs> None of us need an answer. No, I, I sit. I sit with the, the windows like right behind me, and you know the sun's beating down on me pretty good. At work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. Even though it's you know it's air conditioned, but you know with the sun coming on me, I'm like you know it gets kind of warm sometimes. Is it insulated glass or just single? Uh, yeah, I think it's insulated glass. Okay. I'm looking at myself tonight in the mirror, and it looks like I got sun. Is it possible I could get a reflection off a computer screen into my face? No, that's not possible, right? Uh, you'd be surprised. I mean, UV light will bounce off of stuff, and depending on what kind of windows you have, it could be letting some degree in. Yeah, sure. Well, so like, uh, what I color is the screen? I, get, I got home, my face looks red to me, and I'm like... Where did I didn't get you know I wasn't out in the sun all weekend pretty much you know. What color is the screen that you work on? Is uh, it a light color or a dark color? Well, I, I'm not quite sure. I mean, when it's on, isn't it just one color? I mean, it was on all day. So. Well, like mine has has a white background, and that would reflect. Oh yeah, yeah. Light. No, mine has like you know the blue, the kind okay. of standard blue. A lot of a lot of them have. I well. Do you are you red on the back of your neck or or your arms or something? No, I don't think so. I think it's just the front of my face. Well, then I don't think then 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 I think you might be blaming the wrong thing, okay. because if there was enough UV radiation coming through, 
that it's reflecting off your computer screen could give you sunburn, you should definitely have markings on the back of your neck or your arms or anything that would be exposed to that intense light. That's true. Do you have curtains? Maybe you should put some off. Yeah, no, I have a blind and I, I sort of keep it like half down. That, that caused some angst in my manager. <laughs> You're a little scanning, Mike. <laughs> the blind was up too high. It should have been down, half, halfway down. Gonna have to get yourself one of those uh, Grateful Dead stickers, the big ones. <laughs> yeah. That creates some angst. Just put a dancing bear up there or something. Is this the official Grateful Dead talk of the evening? <laughs> I didn't even think of it, but yeah. We have to touch on that at some time. Oh, Mike W is online. Let me see if I can get him in here. I was, I've got my heat index up. Index up. Index up. <clears throat> so did he just slip in without me even having a... Um, He's been more reliable than AP, Mike. Okay. <laughs> oh, there's a... Step away for a while. All right. No, but Mike's been good, too. <laughs> Um, so wait, wait, I gotta ask Brian about. I, are you sleeping all right, Brian? Uh, yeah, not really. Not really. Not really. I'm gonna probably go see a doctor next week, but I, I don't know. I want I want to learn to meditate. You know, I want to learn transcendental meditation. See if that helps too, because you get a big discount if you're a student. But oh, well, by, by all means. Yeah. Now how about Everyone just exercising? Everyone says I should just smoke pot, but I'm a law student. I don't think that would be a good character judgment or decision, you know? Just, hmm. Yeah. That would be a tough call, because yeah. in some ways it could probably make you a better attorney. That's true, that's true. I mean, I, 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 one of my attorney friends in the area <laughs> loves this stuff, so. <laughs> but no, I just. He's that's, already yeah. got his degree, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he actually ran for mayor of Buffalo once uh, um, on the Green Party ticket and, uh, and uh, did a protest where he lit a joint and smoked it on the steps of City Hall. Wow! He's just, he's just a gonzo sort of dude. So he's kind of, he's going to be your mentor then? Yeah, 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 he works for the, uh, the ACLU now and still works for the Green Party, so yeah, hopefully. But you know, yeah, hopefully he'll, they'll give me like a summer job there or something. I would love that. Oh man. My, my, my web access is slow as hell. So Frederick, you're not gonna do what you did that night. <laughs> the unforgivable. Fortunately, you've got an understanding mother. <laughs> Okay. And a, um, and a loyal friend in Stan, well, acquaintance. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I I, I don't care. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Must maybe. Be these steps. <laughs> I imagine. Here it comes. Here, here, here he is. Hey, what's up, guys? Nothing. We've been waiting for you. We haven't said a damn thing. Oh, an no. hour and four minutes. Wow. Only every once in a while somebody go, I wonder where a PC is. <laughs> yeah, hmm. yeah. Sounds about right. Hmm. I hope he's okay. So what did I miss? 
Just a lot of people full of angst. Oh, great. Worried about you. We're <laughs> okay. Talk billionaire talk. Oh, yeah, we did talk about billionaires for a while, but that was mostly about you, too, so. Yeah, we were like, uh, billionaire well, Mike Dykes. Yeah, yeah, if both Koch brothers put their money together, do they have more money than Mike W? Hand-to-hand oh, yeah. billionaire fights. You weren't talking about how Spike is uh, on his way to uh, Boston? Mm. The Amtrak? Right, the Amtrak? Wait, what? Took the Amtrak to Boston. Going on about it on uh, Instagram. Uh, is he going to go kill John Wesley Shipp? <laughs> no. I didn't think he'd go on public transportation. Too many weirdos. He takes a public transportation every day to get to work. Sometimes he posts selfies he takes of it. Huh? Where does he where does he work? Yeah. For the government. I don't know what to, I don't know exactly where. That's what he would yeah. say. I like always took cover. that I always took that as meaning he was on disability or something. He always has those co workers he'd be making CDs for. I figured he worked for the IRS. <laughs> he seems like the type. That might, yeah, that might be a good fit. Yeah, yeah, I'm paying tax. And so has Spike become much more active now on the internet? Where? No, I wouldn't say much more active. No, just the same. His Instagram is insane. It's actually great. His Instagram, Tumblr, I think are better than his Twitter. No, they're all very good. Oh. I have no idea. The other day he posted a... Is he still under Soap King, or does he call himself Spike, or what? Soap King, 1965, I mean, oh, yeah. Okay. And uh, he posts pictures of, like, hunky dudes and, like, weird fan art involving John Wesley Shipp, <laughs> sometimes Donald Trump, uh, <laughs> and... Like a lot, and like then, like there was a funny one the other day. I'm looking at. Let me see here. It is. It's like just uh, like it looks like somebody. It looks like he took video from a YouTube uh, video of like a pro wrestling match that looks kind of sub WWE in the '80s, and uh, the caption he wrote to it is. This gives me a nice no. owner. Oh, no! <laughs> no. <laughs> well, it keeps you guessing. <laughs> Does it really? I, I, I got to mention something that Frederick uh, wrote. Okay, you, you guys know that, that Sarah, has, has um, her sister passed away about three weeks ago. Mm. And, and then she said, I am too sad to be chat-worthy. And then, and then Frederick says, everyone's losing stuff all the time. Bets, pets, teeth, tone, friends, enemies, ideas, folk, etc. I'd commiserate. Come on, out of your shell and into hell. Meaning the Skype chat. Mm -hmm. uh, Cormod might be there. Pretty, that right? I, I don't know what you were thinking, uh, Frederick. I have a tendency when in uncomfortable positions to joke, sometimes inappropriately. <laughs> you should hear me yeah. when I'm going in for surgery or something. I'm yeah. I crack jokes like crazy. Yeah, I, yeah no, I, I don't think the solution for her, what she's dealing with, is to come in the Skype chat. And, uh, 
I, I don't. I don't know about that. I mean, <laughs> what what is the correct thing to go into seclusion? I mean, no, what? but but you know, you know, sometimes you need some time alone. Uh, I'm sure she's had plenty of that. It may be time for her to start. You know, that was, okay. that was where I was coming from. Yeah, that's that's what I hear in Frederick's intent. It, it didn't seem malicious or anything. You know. Yeah. No, the only malicious part was that you might be there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come out of your shell and into hell. I, I guess it's well, hell. Well, that was that was work. talking that when you open up, it's gonna hurt. But I've been around long enough. I've lost lots of people close to me, not siblings yet, but yeah, good uh, friends, yeah. parents, you know, coworkers, yeah. neighbors. Yeah. Well, you know, um, you are kind of right, though. When my um, when when my father died, um, I, I found the best listening to the best show. Um, but was was kind of therapeutic, in a way. So my grandma does again. Same here. Yeah. Sorry, Kevin. Well, I know, I, and I know. I, when my dad died, that was the one that hit me the hardest. You know, for obvious reasons. But I remember it was it was for a few days where I was kind of like dazed and shocked that people could just go about their regular business. You know, it's like. How the hell can you just go shopping? Don't you know my father died and stuff? And, yeah. But then after about, you know, like I said, three, four days of that, you start incorporating the fact that that's your loss. It's not everybody else's. They didn't have the same relationship and stuff, and that you need to interact with people. Yeah. I think Sarah was... But I, I had no intent to hurt her at all. It was just trying to. Oh no, no, no! I mean, I, I, I talked to her. She just thought you were being insensitive. But, <laughs> but I, I, I don't think she. I mean, she said you were a nice guy, but. Uh, I think you were being nice, Fredericks. Yeah. I, well. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I thought you were being a little insensitive, but uh, I, I understand the intention was to be nice, but. My observation, you know, what I, what I went through was, you know, similar to what Frederick was saying. But then you get the opposite where people are sort of like staying away from you. You know, that's they don't even want to be around you. And they don't even know what to say. Because they don't know what to say. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what it comes down to. You know, yeah. and I, I remember when I, I think like the first day back to work after my brother died, you know, one of the vendors was, you know, so stymied, you know, he, you know, all he could say over and over again was, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say, you know, and, you know, it's like, all right, you know, I get it, you know, but uh, that's what I went through, you know, and, and there was only like a few people, and I remember the people who stayed in touch. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Especially because everybody comes around right after the tragedy, but... Just like when a baby's born, you know, you got all these people coming around giving you showers and congratulations. Uh oh, Mike got so emotional he got disconnected. Oh, uh, sorry about that. Hold on. You think you did it? No, he's thinking that you were talking about him, I think. No. I, I'm getting a FaceTime call. Hold on. 
Okay, but that wouldn't knock Mike offline. AP, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Well, um... But like, I had, a, I had a kid die next door that I'd known for seven years or more, maybe even ten years, of a drug overdose. Yeah. That was that was disturbing, but it wasn't not the same as family. Yeah, I, I mean the house I live in now is my grandfather's, and um, I saw him have a fatal. I mean, I I watched him have a fatal heart attack, and. Uh, Zach, PC? That's not that's not a Skype ring. I don't know. He's uh I think Mike lost his life support there, I think. Oh, that was it. The beep, 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 beep. Right, right after the yeah, fatal heart attack talk and he like, Oh, isn't that supposed to go boop? Oh, oh, and that Mike W's sister's calling him. But I don't know how to get Mike back in. Oh, it says add to call. Yeah, that, that oh, he says my sister keeps calling. Yeah, yeah my sister. That was my my sister called me is calling me on Facetime. Okay, but it's like nothing pressing or anything. Go to bed, please. You talking yeah. to the PC sister? She's <laughs> <laughs> just getting up. Sorry. Oh, please, be more, put, put more Fred Coke in it. What, 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 what was he, was your screen name always Google Lamont Canada? Are you saying Canada no, to like distinguish to... you from a different <laughs> Google Scotland. <laughs> two others on the planet. I think there are I I found a guy on Facebook named Dougal Lamont in Scotland. And then he said, Yeah, there's one more in New Zealand. Incredible. <laughs> and that's it. Well, at least you're spread out. Yeah, now see quite what, evenly, yeah. Scientifically, what are the odds of that? It's like the royal members of the royal family never traveling on the same uh, plane. If one of us gets taken out, there's for sure the other two will be left standing. Well, you can lose whole cop and then be <laughs> I fine. I know. My, my, not even hit a double. <laughs> <laughs> my my friend found a guy who had who had the same name as him, and he was a uh, what, what do you call it? like a keyboard guitar. A guitar. Guitar, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he was he was a um, an expert guitar player, and he became friends with this guy just because they had the same name. Oh, jeepers! All right, well, let me see what she wants. Yeah, put her on. See, I can't figure out how to mute you guys. I'm just gonna disconnect. Let me see. Yeah, we'll talk there. to her. If you want to talk to PC, just call the Skype chat. Oh, wait, I think he disappeared. Yes, yeah, speaking of death, has anyone ever watched someone die? It's not, uh... Yes, it's horrible. Pretty traumatic. No, no. Yeah, it's the most unpleasant thing you'll ever experience. I've never been in the same room with someone at the moment of their death. It's... I've been there within yeah. minutes. Avoid it. I never heard a, a death rattle or anything like that. Well, I, I, guess, I guess my grandfather was not technically dead. Who's this guy? Cor? Corey. 
Oh, Corey. He wants to show video. No. He, he doesn't mean to show that. He just usually shows a video. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, the core cool. mod's here. He's the worst. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> clown. And that was Corey? He just came in to say that. Yeah, apparently. Wow. Like an idiot. <laughs> You guys got something going on on like FaceTime or something that we don't know about? Some sort of beef? No, I, I don't. I mean, I made fun of the guy before, but. Oh. Oh. Well, he's done to most of us. Yeah. Who haven't you made fun of? Hey, there's AP. Mike just showed up again. <laughs> My cable went down. What the the one that you have a uh, thumbtack to the ceiling? Hey Mike, um, I, I, I was wondering, do you, you have any interest in silent films? I actually took uh, I took like one film course in college, and uh, you know, so I saw some of the ruckus, you know, that shows the big ruckus, you know, when they show the Birth of a Nation. Metropolis. Yeah. What's uh, one of my favorites was uh, Sunrise. Oh yeah, I just watched that uh, about two weeks ago. Yeah, it's that was pretty it's good. A great movie, you know. Yeah. So I saw yeah, I saw a bunch of silent movies and you know in that course. But yeah, I think, I mean, yeah, it's a little slow, but uh, I, I I watched um, Murnau's. Uh, I mean the guy who filmed Sunrise. Uh, the, uh, well, well, greed, but, but I mean, greed was originally nine hours long. Yeah. And then the studios cut it down. The, the, and book, that, the book that greed is based on is a great book. It's. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. 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 I, I've seen quotes from it. It's uh, Frank Norris. Uh, oh, shit. I'm blanking out. Oh, I, I, I know this because I just watched the like half of it. Um, but it's a, the book is fantastic. I recommend it to anybody. I know What's it called again? I know it's uh, the author is Frank Norris. Um, it's been a while since I read it, but I just remembered enjoying it. It's like it has like one of the great endings, and that's sort of in greed, right out in the desert. Um, yeah, I, I watched the first half of it. Um, it's um, the first half takes place in a in a, in a town where uh, the main character is a dentist. Yeah. With a girl, and 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 she wins the lottery, and um, the, the, this guy who was who was dating her before got really jealous and tried to kill him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's the story is great. I mean, and and the you know it's been a while. I I think I saw that short version. McTeague. Is the name of the book? Oh, I have yeah, that. Yeah, I yeah. Was rec yeah. That was recommended to me. Oh yeah, it's great. Yeah, I, I should read that. Yeah. Now, but you said it was a nine-hour movie that got cut down. What did it get cut down to, Cormod? Like two hours. Two hours. Yeah. Wow. But but there's a four-hour version. But it's it's like it, what they do is they just they just take stills um, that. Uh, Still exist from the scenes that were cut out, and 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 add dialogue from the uh, from McTeague into those scenes. I'm looking at a, a Wikipedia, and it says that there was actually an earlier film version called Life's Whirlpool. Mm. 
that was produced in 1915. I wonder if that's out there someplace. Well, I, I read that like 90% of all silent films are, are lost, so there's a good chance it's not uh, it's not out there. Hmm. Yeah, well, I heard that, that that a whole bunch of the early uh, like Tonight shows and stuff are available because they used to record over the tapes. To save yeah. Money. But, but every so often, you know, a new, you know, something I was supposedly lost pops up. So, so you never know. A, a nine-hour, the nine-hour version of Greed might pop up somewhere. I mean, there's there have actually been rumors that like these these rich collectors have the copy and and and, uh, and show it to their friends from time to time. And the amazing thing is, Norris was only 32 when he died. Mm. And uh, I mean, I haven't read his. His masterpiece is supposed to be The Octopus, uh, which I haven't read, but I should read at some point. But uh, McTeague, boy, well, that's, a, that's a great book. All right, check that out. And so that must have been written in, like, the late 1800s? Um, let me get the date on that. 1899. Yeah. Ah, oh, the year my grandmother was born. Yeah. The year my grandfather was born. Yeah, interesting. Coincidence. No science. Yeah, but, um... Self-selection. I hope so. They better not be the same person. <laughs> no, that would require some wild changes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Greed is worth checking out. And unfortunately, the only public domain version of it um, has Italian uh, intertitles. So um, unless you know the Italian. It's... Oh. I, I, well, I, I downloaded a different version, but uh, yeah. I did watch Exterminating Angel. Exterminating Angel. Yeah, I, I got to check out some more. Uh, the Boom Noel. Well, I didn't. I, I I liked it. I didn't like it as much as the Discreet Charms of the Bourgeoisie. Which one did you watch? Exterminating Angel. On recommendation. I like that. Well, I wanted to ask you, Mike. Um, what did you perceive as the force? That kept them from leaving the room. Uh, no, I, I didn't perceive it as you know. I didn't read anything into it other than it's an, an absurd situation. You know, that's what he likes. You know, he creates these absurd situations and then he lets the characters go run loose. You know. Mm -hmm. So I just enjoy that. You know, that's enjoyable to me. Just you know, how how absurd can this this setup go? And it just kept going and going. So yeah, I I, I enjoyed that movie. And then, yeah, they and they like that crawling hand thing a lot. Oh, yeah. Do you remember that? The doctor's hand came out, tried to strangle the woman? <laughs> really? You don't remember it's, that? It's, no, it's been a while since I've it seen it. It was incredibly Maybe. fake looking, but... Did you have a dub version or were there subtitles? Subtitles. Maybe I can get a dub version and show that one in masses. <laughs> oh, they go crazy. There is some violence in there, though. Uh-huh. Anchorman went over well pretty this week, particularly the uh, smells like uh, Big Bigfoot's dick line. I got a big laugh. I have no idea what that is, <laughs> <laughs> but it made me laugh too. So. <laughs> no, it's a good line. It's that actually, could be the punchline to just about any joke. Yeah, no, Paul Rudd like has this like exotic cologne that he thinks he's going to entice, you know, uh, oh. the lady uh, Applegate. What's her name? Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate, yeah. 
So he puts this cologne on and everybody's repulsed and, and they all start trying to describe what it smells like. Somebody says it smells like a baby's diaper full of shit and Indian food. <laughs> and then somebody describes it as smelling like Bigfoot stick, which is a good line to keep around. Uh, Brian D. Sack wants to be reinvited to the chat. I don't, I don't have them on my... Uh... Oh, come on. <laughs> There, okay, there you go. I took care of it. <laughs> he said he was going to go away for a little while and come back. Yeah. I, 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 like, I like Brian. The only one I don't like is uh, Corey. Well, he doesn't like you either, so at least we know the feeling's mutual. Yeah, well, if he wants to... No, never mind. You'll, you'll step out for a little while? If he wants to come here and... <laughs> you guys going to have a chainsaw fight or something? <laughs> yeah. Like the Koch brothers? <laughs> I think he lives in like California though. So. My 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 friend and I um, got an argument earlier. You guys gonna have a chainsaw fight or something? I I, I said a ridiculous uh, thing to say. I'm really mad. You think you're gonna get with this? You guys gonna have a chainsaw fight or something? Wow. How does he feel? Why about? do you talk with him? I I, I don't know. Um, no, just no. And, and you, you haven't heard his music. I don't need to. Doesn't I have a pretty like, good sense of it. It's, it's worse than you, you. Weezer, Billy Joel, and Prog Rock. Yeah. Um, so are the pieces yeah. really yeah. long and have yeah. a lot of discrete yeah. elements yeah. built in yeah. within them? Yeah. And they go on for like 15 minutes? They're on 11, 13 time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. When no, I know. He, he's, he's not good enough of a guitarist to do anything beyond like... Four four. Well, he should be playing keytar, like obviously keytar like would be more of his thing. You know, he could play yeah. keytar for Billy Joel. You know, there's a dream gig for that guy. There you go. Apparently, I say that a lot, according to somebody on the internet. Another argument that doesn't need to happen ever, pretty much. Listen to them. I've got a bunch of like highly regarded records that I bought, and I've never listened to. I've got like almost a whole uh, uh, Metallica. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, oh, well, the first, the first four first Metallica albums are really good. Okay. Yeah, well, I, I have them all. But you don't and like I, heavy metal, right? And I, so. I've never listened to it. But you know, like I said, you know, they're so highly regarded. You always see them on like best albums lists and stuff. So it's like, you know, I'd see them used or something. I'd pick it up thinking like, all right, well, I'll give them a shot, you know? I mean, I, I bought the uh, the Black Al album when it came out. You know, I kind of liked a couple of those songs. Oh, right. Well, if you like the Black album, I mean, that, that album was pretty bad. Well, I, so. I didn't like it a lot, you know? But, like, but, I mean, if you like some songs, I, I think you would enjoy the first four albums a lot more. Yeah, no, you know, so, I yeah, I bought those, you know? And uh, I, I had still yet to listen to them. I mean, do you, everybody must have albums like that, right? Now, come on, share your albums that you bought and you still never listened to. <laughs> I'm pretty uh, obsessive about listening to my records. Okay. Oh, oh, but I, I, well, no, that doesn't count. I was going to say that New York Dolls record I won from X-Ray and Jonesy. That's still uh, sealed. Well, which which one? Is it a live album or is it? Yeah, it was the original demo ones from '72 with Billy Mercer. Oh, the, oh, oh, the demo, the demos aren't good. 
that's not worth looking for. Well, it was what was put out by Roar back in the early 80s, and I already had the cassette. I just won that record. Yeah, yeah, those, those, those aren't good. I, I like the, um, have you heard of the Velvet Underground demos, like the, like on that Kill Slowly and See? Um, have, have you heard those? I've heard some of them, yeah. Yeah, 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 those are kind of bad. I mean, they kind of remind me of the, of the New York Dolls demos, and that they're just not really worth listening to if you have the original, I mean, if you, if you have the ones that were eventually recorded. Right. The obsessive. Yeah. I got to hear everything. Yeah, well, you want to hear it before Jerry Nolan was the drummer and stuff like that. No, yeah. a friend gave me that uh, early Johnny Thunders one, The Dawn of the Dolls, signed by Rick Rivets, who was the guitar player, the other guitar player on that. <laughs> yeah. That's going back a while. And that was, you know, that's like, that's really rough recordings when they were practicing in a bicycle shop, you know, and had a reel-to-reel -reel player. Yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, I, I like the dolls, but those, uh, but the demos weren't very good. No, there's one, I think, call, called A Hard Night's Day that is the best sounding, and I don't know if that's ever been formally released or if it's just a bootleg. No, I, I, I don't think so. I, I know. Um, yeah, I, I've listened to uh, quite a bit of the doll stuff and uh, everything recorded. Well, there's not really that much. Well, Johnny Thunders did a, a demo of So Alone while he was with the Dolls, and this was after. This wasn't like before the Dolls. Oh, uh, I didn't know about that, really. That, yeah, yeah, that one. That one's really good. I, I really like that. It's like a seven-minute version. I, I think it's a lot better than the than the one on the uh, So Alone album. Was that before the Heartbreakers then? Yeah, I, I think it, I think it was while he was still with the Dolls. He was just jamming with uh, with, with some people. And uh, what were you saying? No, I, I worked with a guy. I'm, well, I'm still friendly with him. Uh, one of my first jobs out of college, I worked at this uh, real low-rent low uh, publisher called Human Sciences Press. And my manager there, uh, you know, he was an older guy, and uh, he ran around with the same crowd that Johnny Thunders would be in every once in a while. And he said that uh, him and his friends used to beat him up all the time. <laughs> that was that was kind of their main thing. Whenever Johnny Thunder showed up, was to beat him up. I don't I don't know what was his real name. I mean, that's not his real name. Johnny Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, a friend I, I, of mine. The last time he saw Johnny Thunders, his friend punched him at the end of the show <laughs> for being so shitty. He was a human, sort of a human punching bag, it seemed. But I, I kind of like it. My friend claimed that you know when it, when they were beating him up, he was into a phase where he was, you know, he was wearing like sort of outlandish clothing, and that was that was part of the reason that made him. Wasn't he always in that phase though? Well, I don't know when he was playing baseball if he was doing it, but you know, <laughs> no. but uh, you know, this I guess is in his late teens, and you know. But so this friend here is kind of a bully. He, you know, he, well, he grew up in the city, you know, and, and you know, I think there, when you're growing up in, in parts of Manhattan, this was like in the 70s, or actually maybe the late 60s, and, um, you know, it was kind of tough, you know, that's what kids did, they, they'd have like little rivalries with other kids, you know, I mean, that's like that all over the place, though. Yeah. 
but uh, you know, my friend really got heavy into you know that was the period of drugs and all that stuff, and so yeah, he was he was right in the mix, you know, doing lots of drugs, drinking all the time, and you know he actually had to like uh, get get straightened out. I mean, he's he became like very active in AA, and I think to this day, you know, he kind of stuck with it and he never drank. But uh, you know, he'd tell the stories about you know when he was run, young and running around. I mean, he was out of control. Even for a while, he worked at uh, the Daily News for a while. His mother was actually wrote a column in the Daily News. Um, yeah, he would tell stories about working at Daily News and just getting drunk every night and that control stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wayne, Wayne, Wayne Kramer um, did an interview recently where, where he he talked about playing with Gigi Allen and playing with Johnny Thunders. He, he he said the amount of drugs that Johnny Thunders did was unbelievable. He 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 was surprised that he he didn't die in his twenties. Well, what he said about Gigi Allen is that he didn't think he was crazy, but that he it was mostly performance art, and that the uh, you know that's really... always been something that bugs me a little bit about Gigi. That I always thought there was a possibility. You know, it's almost like a, a Andy Kaufman kind of thing. Well, I mean, didn't he? I mean, he started off trying to be like a straight singer, right? I mean, that's yeah, I mean, I, yeah, a pop, a punk, pop, punk sort of guy, yeah. Yeah. And then it was but, like he went but, another direction to try and make a. But 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 I, I I still think he was doing crazy stuff when he was a pop punk singer. I mean, I've read about him like cutting himself and so forth. Yeah, well, see, and that well, and that's why I try. I remember telling a buddy of mine about him who is a big fan of Iggy Pop, and I said, "Well, this guy's like taking you know the Iggy's legend and and you know pushing it even farther, getting more you know uh, outrageous, more outlandish, and." Uh, you know, a lot of times, like Iggy getting cut and stuff, that would happen sometimes, but it wasn't like part of his performance every night. Whereas for Gigi, you know, taking laxatives was part of the performance every night. And Iggy Pop wasn't like attacking his audience, really. Uh, no, not usually. He, 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 most of the damage he was doing was to himself. It's true. But I remember Gigi saying that, you know, I'm the only real rock and roll. And it's sort of like, you know, if rock and roll is rebellious music and you're rebelling against the norms of society, then you got to rebel against all the norms. I mean, it's the extreme thing, because I obviously don't believe that, but I thought that it was more of a performance. It was more of an element, more a thought-through performance element. And and I think I think his music is uh, is is isn't bad, um, especially his early stuff. Um, I, I mean I, I don't know how I think about him, you know, throwing shit at people and attacking people in his audience. And I, I mean I mean he claims that he he would rape people at his concert. Mm -hmm. so. I heard that too. But. Uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know if he actually, you know, it's, it's kind of questionable whether he actually raped anybody. Um, I, I, I imagine, I imagine a lot of people he supposedly raped were just groupies who were sort of in on it, 
But then for who knows? Wars? What'd you say? 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 What'd you say?